Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. Hello, Artist Academy podcast listeners. We have a special episode this week, and it's not an interview, but I wanted to go over a niche and how you can find your art niche, uh, what an art niche means, <laughs> how, do you, how you can find your own style and the benefits from it and just the whole thing. And this came about because I've seen some posts in the advanced group of people who are just starting out and they're like, I don't have a niche. Like everybody has a niche. Like what do I do? Like I feel like I have to niche down because like the saying goes, the riches are in the niches. And so I say niche. Some people say niche. I don't know. I think niche sounds better. I don't know where we're just going to go with it. Basically, so a niche is, how do you explain this? <laughs> it's basically like if someone saw something, anything, and, uh, well, I, I, I guess this is kind of a, an example, but if, if someone, like, say for me, like, if someone sees a butterfly, they automatically think of me because I do a ton of butterfly art here around town, especially, and butterflies are kind of my niche, sort of, like, I'm known for other things, but I'm called, like, the, the, uh, the wings artist around here, which there are worse things to be called, but that's kind of my niche, even though like I do, I also do logos, I also do wildlife art, wings and butterflies are my niche. So that kind of gives you like a, a broad example, I think. <laughs> so why is a niche important? It's because it really allows you to hone in on one particular thing and get really good at it. <laughs> um, so like practicing on one thing over and over and over again, like we all know, like the, the, the first time we try to paint something, the second time we do it, it's just so much better and faster, you know? So imagine just like honing in on one thing and painting that thing over and over and over and over and over again, how good you would get. I mean, it amplifies every single time. So that's one benefit of a niche. You just get so good in your particular area, you basically become an expert, per se, after 
10,000 hours, like Malcolm Gladwell says. It takes 10,000 hours for anyone to become an expert in a certain thing. Um, A niche is a really good thing to focus your time on. Um, Also, it can allow you to stand out. So instead of saying, I'm an artist, you can say, I'm a muralist. I create large-scale murals for businesses. Or, even more niche, I create large-scale photo op-style street art for local businesses. Basically, wings. (laughs) That gets just a lot more dialed down and people are like, oh, I know exactly what what that is. And and also, I've seen one of those, blah, blah, blah. Like, it connects you to your art. Even though we are not our art, we are ourselves, we are our own humans. But it's just a good connector and it's a good thing for people to get to know you for a certain thing. And actually, I'm actually still trying to work on niching down. Like, I have, I have a niche, um, and there are wings and street art and photo op art and stuff like that, but I also do animals, like I was saying, I also, I also do logos, I also do just a little bit of everything. Like, I mean, if someone wants just about anything, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try that, I'll do it. Um, so I'm actually in the process of niching down even more, so I wanted to talk about that. Um, also, um, so, like, I'm in the niche of, like, like I was saying, like, large-scale photo op street art, and notice that that's not even, like, that's not even a certain subject. Like, I'm not saying I paint birds, or I paint cats, or I paint dogs, or what have you, but it's just a general theme. It's, like, a thing. It's just a thing. Like, I paint for businesses. That's a thing I do, and so I would, I don't want you to think like as we're going along that it has to be just one subject you can pick like a certain area like for example i paint for um like i paint for kids like i paint a, a children's style art so like children's books stuff like that like and that all fits in one smaller genre than just saying i'm an artist but it's not you're not niche down to just one animal or one thing. You know what I mean? Okay, so let's just move on. So now that I've given you kind of an idea of what a niche is and why it's important, let's go on to how you can find your niche. So, and this is for people of just, of all, um, oh, what's the word, of, or at any stage in their art career. Um, If you're in the beginning, you probably don't know your niche, (laughs) and the way to do that really is just to try everything, right? But if you've been doing this for a while and you kind of know, like this is for you too. Um, Also, I just want to point out, I made this uh, quiz. It's called Find Your Art Niche, How Appropriate, right? And you can go to www.findyourartniche.com and niche is spelled N-I-C-H-E in case anybody wants to know. So findyourartniche.com and you can pick between a series of photos and you'll get an answer of, you can, you'll either get uh, like something like labs or labs, <laughs> landscape abstract or portrait realism or surrealism or just like, it, it's kind of fun and it takes about two minutes. So that's findyourartniche.com and you can find out what your niche is as you're going along listening to this. Or you can wait till after, whatever you want. So, um, how do you find your niche other than taking the quiz? How do you really dig deep and find your art niche? What makes you stand out? What makes you special? And it's really just to kind of look within. But okay, so I did a little research for this episode because I know how I chose my niche, but I wanted to cover all my bases 
So a quick Google search found an article by mymodernmet.com, which gave me a little bit more of a direction to go in. And they start by asking, and which is what you should ask yourself, is this, what's distinctive about your style? So, and if you're like, I don't know, like that's what I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> um, sometimes we're too far in it to see clearly. So I suggest ask someone you know and trust and who will be honest with you and ask what they see. Sometimes, like I was saying, we're too far in it to see clearly. I had this mini mental breakdown a couple of years ago thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not niche enough. That's why my schedule isn't full yet. I need to niche down and get way more specific, blah, 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 blah. And I was telling this to my fiance, Ryan, who is always my ear for anything in my business. <laughs> he always listens to me rant and just talk through anything. And he's just there to be, just give really good um, feedback and advice. And yeah, I just need to talk about everything. And um, sometimes he doesn't even need to respond. I just talk it out like to myself, you know what I mean? And come up with something on my own just by verbalizing it. But in this case, Ryan was my voice of reason. And I was going on and on about what niche I could do. And he just chimes in and goes, what are you talking about? You do have a niche. And I was like, what? And he continued to tell me how photo op art was my niche. Like something you can insert yourself into to post online and I was like and just because I didn't have a specific subject matter having a specific specific style works just as well my style was photo op art and something viewers can insert themselves in to take photos for social media and at the time I had already done a couple butterfly wings um paint dripping um umbrellas so like you stand underneath umbrellas while it looks like paint stripping on you and a couple of others and if you don't know what I'm referencing you can just go over to my Instagram and you'll definitely see examples I post things that I've that I did years ago I still I post it again because you know people who aren't following you forever go now or do now and maybe someone didn't see it so just side note you can always post your old stuff again anyways um I also did logos around town for businesses so that helped to get new photo op customers because usually business owners, um, they either rented a building or owned the building and they wanted um, photo op street art style stuff on the outside of their building. So businesses were my niche customers for both styles and still are. And I just, I don't know why, but I was stuck in this thing that I had to niche down and he was like, wait, 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 you kind of are. So just focus in that direction and there you go. And I was like, oh, well that, that makes it a lot easier. So ask someone. Um, you may not know exactly what your style is. Maybe it's realism. Maybe it's abstract. Maybe it's many other things. But if you're stuck, just ask someone close to you and someone who you trust to. Someone that's not overly critical, um, but someone who, you know, knows you or ask a couple people, you know, because different people see different things. So yeah, the first one was just what's distinctive about your style? And I'm gonna bet that you do have a distinctive style in there or a theme that maybe you're just too close to see. Okay, so number two, a question that I want, I want you to ask yourself is, do you find yourself drawn to a specific subject matter? So I know I was saying that it doesn't have to be a certain subject, but, 
do you do you find yourself drawn to a specific subject matter so maybe you have a specific style but your subject matter might be lacking much like the example i just told you um just note that if you choose a subject right here and right now if you're like i'm gonna do this you can always change it later you are not stuck with whatever subject or thing or whatever you want to paint right in this moment and i'm just recently starting to really niche down so in the last couple years i chose animals as my print subject matter i've always loved painting animals but recently have decided that if i'm gonna paint an exotic animal it's gonna be in the feline family so that's just my way of niching down from wildlife uh, on prints uh, and originals to just to felines. And so if you know me personally or have been Facebook friends with me or even just watch my story, you will see that I <laughs> show traits of being a crazy cat lady. I love cats. <laughs> like They are my spirit animal. Naps, curiosity, stubbornness, naps. <laughs> All the traits of a feline are also the traits I fully embody. I'm honestly not sure why it took me so long to niche down from just animals in general to cats. <laughs> and it sounds funny, but I feel like looking at it from the outside, I would have known, but I rarely did that in the early days. I'm trying to be more mindful now. So, I'm niching down to like wild cats, not just house cats. I'm not just going to paint house cats. <laughs> um, and not just natural wild cats though. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a series lately with pink, possibly glittery cash cats, which sounds kind of crazy when I say it out loud, but it'll be cool, I promise. And there is an ideal buyer out there for this exact subject. I just have to find her. As someone who likes pink pastel cats, <laughs> wild cats. They're, they're, it's like like lions and jaguars and tigers and stuff like that. I'm just, it'll be cool, I promise. Just go over to my Instagram. I'm sure I've posted some by now. So I'm niching down to pink or pastel colors um, because this is the color scheme that really lights me up inside. I love everything pink and glittery and pastel and it makes my eyes get bigger and my smile just naturally just gets bigger when I see things that are pink or pastel or glittery or just have a really lightheartedness to them. Um, so I'm trying to pay attention to that in my efforts to niche down even more and just see where that goes. And in a couple years, I might totally change my mind. Like right now, actually in the back of my head too, I was like, wait, maybe I should just do like more butterflies, which that might happen. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and a way that I did that, actually, so lately, I was like, okay, I really want to just do something that I want to do. And I don't know, like, what subject matter is it? I don't know. So I made a Pinterest board, and I just pinned a bunch of things. And I was noticing, like, the pink pastel colors kept coming up. And so if you really don't know, I would suggest doing that method. Just get on Pinterest, start pinning things to a board, and they call it like creative or something and just see what goes on there and more often than not you're gonna find a theme and just kind of work at it from there i can talk more about this if you want but just to keep it really short okay so find the subject and style that lights you up 
Don't do something because you think it's what other people want. Just don't do that. <laughs> Create the thing that gets you excited. Seriously, mm-hmm. write it down with a pen and paper in your notes on your iPhone or something like I do. Write down the possible subjects you love and then go to question number three. <laughs> so write down or go, go to a Pinterest board or write it down or something like what are the styles you love? What are the colors you love? Just write those down. Start from there. And then question number three, what medium do you use? So acrylics, oils, 3D sculptures, the list goes on and on. Um, there's, if, if you don't know if you love watercolor, if you don't know if you love acrylics or oil or 3D sculpture, there's no shortcut to finding what medium best suits you. Just experiment and try new things. Uh, when I was in college, there was a watercolor class that a professor urged me to take. But it wasn't something I knew very well, and I knew there would be a learning curve, and I really just wanted to graduate. So I was like, I don't want to take this extra class. So just staying safe with acrylic would have been way easier, right? And this isn't a story about how I faced my fear, took the class, and excelled in ways I never thought I could do (laughs) because I didn't take the class. I stuck with what I knew. And now I'm always thinking back to that decision and I wonder if I would have completely changed my medium from acrylic or oil to watercolor. Nowadays, I kind of lean to the watercolor side of things with rainbow animals, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) I water down my acrylics actually so much that it's basically watercolor. So who knew, who knows what I, what would have happened if I would have taken the time to really learn from an expert watercolorist. Like I had that chance and I didn't take it. Um, the point of my story is to learn from my mistake and just try it out. Not even watercolor. You might be eyeing oils, but the idea of using mineral spirits is such a foreign concept that you don't even want to try. Or you've gotten really good at graphite pencil or charcoal and you're wanting to add some color to your art, but it just seems so scary because you've barely just now gotten the hang of drawing in the first place. And so the idea of adding colored pencil is just like a whole new thing. And you're like, no, I just don't make up an excuse in your mind because whatever it is in your mind, it is just a made up excuse and we can change our mind at any point. So just try it. (laughs) You're going to try it someday because if you're like, okay, I always wanted to try oils, but they're just so scary. Trust me, that urge will be there in five or 10 years still. It will. And it's just going to be nagging at you even more. So try it now. (laughs) Number three was what medium do you use? So if you don't quite know yet, just try it out. Okay, number four, what sort of message do you hope people take away from your work? So I actually have not had a message until very recently. And the best way I can can explain this is with another story. So when I started painting animals, I painted everything pretty realistic. Like natural is the most socially acceptable way. And that's what I thought people wanted. And well, come to find out painting something to look exactly like the real thing takes so much time and it's kind of uninteresting to me. (laughs) Um, and it takes a lot of time, but that's, that part's fine. Um, but my patience runs out after about 15 hours of painting. And that's partially because naturalistic colors just don't light me up inside. (laughs) I totally and completely respect artists who paint 
with the ultra realism or, or hyper realism, um, the patience and the skill it takes to make things look so realistic that they could really be real is just insane to me. So, so much technique, practice, discipline. That's just not me. <laughs> like realism, eh. Like if, if it looks like a photo, take a photo of it. I don't know. Um, I do like to lean on the more realistic side. I like it. I like things to look real-ish, um, but just with a little bit more interesting colors, like more saturated colors. And the first rainbow animal I completed was a rainbow zebra. And again, if you go to my Instagram, you'll probably see it if you scroll just a bit. Um, I had so much fun painting that thing and I was so terrified. Um, and it really didn't take me very long to do it, which is a win-win, right? I had so much fun and and it didn't take very long. Like <laughs> You can't get much better than that with art. Um, it also got a great reaction. So when I eventually put it on social media, even though I was terrified of people thinking that I was a two-year-old, you know, like playing with colors that shouldn't be there, people loved it. <laughs> and it's funny because up until that point, I had thought that no one would take me seriously if I painted a rainbow zebra or a purple panda or a pink lion like I literally just did the other week. <laughs> and there may be people who don't take me seriously because of it, that stick their nose up to that kind of style. But that's okay because they aren't my ideal customer. You know, anytime I get told no, I'm like, that's okay, you're just not my ideal customer. My ideal customer is out there and they will, their eyes will light up with joy when they see what I have to offer. But it, it's okay. And it's taken me a while to be really truly okay with that because no one likes to not make a sale or, you know, have someone be like, eh, it's okay. <laughs> but since then, I've painted several rainbow animals like a blue gorilla and a green crocodile and several others. But the mess of what I'm getting here with the number four is what message do you want to convey? The message that I want to send out to other artists is really, or anyone really just trying something new, is that you can do whatever you want to do and still be taken seriously. So if you take yourself seriously, other people will too. Even if you're painting a pink glittery cat, <laughs> you can get whatever you want and still be looked at as a professional if you act as such. You can have pink and purple hair and still be taken uh, seriously in your profession. My hair is currently pink, red, purple, blue, and there's even a bit of green in there right now. It's, it's almost faded out, but I did my hair rainbow because nobody really cares about what you do with your life as much as you do. Other people are too busy thinking about themselves and worrying about being judged themselves to worry about what you're doing. You'll see me talk about this subject more and more in the coming months as I'm living it with rainbow hair and painting um, pink <laughs> on canvas. Um, but you can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Um, others will reflect it. So that's something that I want to get out in that's I want other people to take away from my art and that's just I'm just now coming into that kind of realism I want people to be like happy and be themselves and that's what I want people to take away so you figure out what you want other people to take away from your art what message do you hope to convey um, by someone looking at your art just 
what's important to you. And that part is, I mean, this subject is really important to me because it took me a while to really be okay in my own skin. So I just want to pass along that everybody can because I am and lead by, kind of just lead by an example. Okay, so number five is why do you create? So not what not what you want them to take away, but why do you personally create? One motivator for you might be that you're super passionate about animals, like our recent podcast guest, Ekaterina Sky. Um, she was, oh, what, what episode was she? Oh man, she's about 10 episodes back. Um, you'll see it. She, they're, they're labeled on there, but, um, she's so great. Uh, she paints animals on all different kinds of canvases, including large semi-trucks or just on the side of an animal rescue building. Uh, her, her motivator comes from her passion for animals. So stop and think if you have a passion about, kids about raising your children. If you have a passion about, hmm, I don't know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see. Um, I don't know. I actually, just to note, um, at this point in time, Ekaterina Sky is currently in Thailand painting on all these different canvases on the sides of walls and stuff just for, for these animal rescue people. I actually just saw her um, Instagram story that she was feeding stray dogs because there are a lot of stray dogs over there. And so she was just using part of her travel money just to feed stray dogs because she believes in, she's just such an animal rights activist and just all, and so, and that comes through in her art. She paints these amazing animals with these vibrant colors and She's very in tune to why she's painting. And so I challenge you to be in tune to why you're painting as well. I love painting animals as well, but not as much as her. (laughs) I do wings and animals mostly, and that just came from a process of elimination. I don't like people portraits, so that was out. (laughs) I don't think faces are interesting. I mean, I think other artists right now are like, how can you not? I'm just like, nah. (laughs) I like landscapes though, and I might venture back to them one day. Um, but I had been painting so many landscapes and outdoor stores for so many years that I was pretty much over it for a minute and just wanted something, something similar. So like in the natural element, but not quite blue sky, green grass landscapes. (laughs) I was kind of over painting grass and ground forms and all of that. Um, But I might go back to it eventually. I've actually thought about transitioning into painting like imaginary worlds or something because I love exaggerated color and high saturation and glitter, as I was saying, but not necessarily something that looks extremely natural, you know? But for now, I still enjoy painting pink lions, and I'm actually painting a pink leopard right now and thoroughly enjoying it. So just kind of going with it and seeing where this pastel wildlife theme takes me. My point is, what you find interesting is what makes you uniquely you. Find out what that thing is. Find out why you create It could be a love for animals, a love for sports, birds, flowers, dinosaurs, whatever. (laughs) What do you like? What are you passionate about? Paint that. (laughs) So just go through these five steps as many times as you need in order to find your niche. Just to reiterate again, number one, what's distinctive about your style? Two, do you find yourself drawn to a specific subject matter? Three, what medium do you use? 
Um, and four, what message do you want me people to take away? And five, why do you do it? Like, why are you doing this in the first place? And if you're still in the very early stages, don't worry, you'll find your niche. And actually, you're, I think there's a saying that your niche will find you. If like, and <laughs> um, like, I kind of like to think of this weird, like, like luck, little luck fairy. Um, like this luck fairy will fly around and she'll come around and if she sees you working, she'll like sprinkle a little bit of like luck dust on you. Um, but she, if she doesn't see you working, she'll just pass you by. And that's just kind of a metaphor and sort of a for how I see, how I can explain things going my way sometimes. Because you'll notice I, when you're working a lot and when you're really like, you really want it and you're putting in the time, just things kind of start to happen. And I think finding your niche is kind of the same way. The more you get out and paint or sculpt or draw, the more you'll find what's calling you. And just to listen to that inner voice that's saying, hey, come over here, <laughs> you know, and not the one that's like, hey, do this because this is what people want. Listen to the nice one that's like, hey, maybe you should do this because I promise there is an ideal customer out there for whatever niche you want to do. You just have to find it. Okay, and my best advice and the easiest way to get commissioned for something within your niche is to start posting things only related to your niche, or at least have the majority of your social media postings to be within your niche. So once you figure it out, post about it. Do it for free on your own, um, like for, or for yourself for a while. Like nobody has to commission you to do what you want to do. And actually in the beginning, no one will commission you to do what you want to do. You just have to just produce something and put it out there and then produce something else and put it out there and then eventually people will catch on. And it doesn't have to be all of your social media postings, but people need to see what you have to offer and that way it like plants that idea in their head and then they'll ask you for that. Um, people will mimic what you put out. If they see you posting family portrait drawings, they will ask for that of their own family. If they see you posting pet portraits especially, they will ask for that as well. If they see you posting a rainbow animal paintings, they will again ask for that specific thing and probably of their own favorite animal though. <laughs> you have to almost give them the idea for them to then think of their own idea, but you like have to give it to them first. It's kind of a strange like psychological thing. So you can go to findyourartniche.com and you could take the quick little quiz to find what your painting niche might be or if you already know what your niche is it's kind of fun to see the quiz if there to see if the quiz is correct and if it points you in the direction you're already going or if you already know what yours is and then you figure out or if you take the quiz and it's like what it told me abstract landscape what <laughs> um it's just kind of funny to see like oh like does your brain actually want to go there. Um, there are several different outcomes such as landscape, abstract, or portrait realism, or just all of them. Basically, or not all of them. There's no sculpture or anything on there. It's mostly for painting or drawing. So you can go to find your art niche, niche spelled N-I-C-H-E, findyourartniche.com. 
just search to find what your art niche might be. You you just pick through a series of images. So you'll so there'll be three images up there, and you'll pick whichever one is more visually appealing to you. And you'll just go 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 go, and it takes about two minutes maybe, and you'll get your art niche, and then share it with me. Like um, send me a DM, and let me know what you got. Also, if you've learned anything or benefited in any way from listening to this podcast, please take a second to review it on Stitcher or Apple or whatever. You can't review it on Spotify, people have asked, and I figured out you can't. But really, Apple Podcasts is the big one. Um, it just enables people to find this podcast and then more people can learn. So if you go and you do review it, I will then post your art on my Instagram story of an over 50,000 people audience. So I'm all about the help me help you kind of method. Like, so if you help me by reviewing this podcast so that other people can listen to it, and then you send me a screenshot of that review, and just you can send it to my email, to my Instagram DMs, whatever you want, and then I will post your Instagram or post your post one of your um, paintings on my Instagram story so that all my followers can see it and they can choose to follow you if they want. So yeah, help me help you. <laughs> all right, that's it. I hope this helped you kind of just get more of a clarity on what a niche is, why it's important. Um, and I don't know, I think this also can show you that like my brain is very much like yours. I'm like, oh, I could do this or I could do this. Or, but like, what do you really want? Finding that one thing that you really want to do above all other things and then just doing it and then you'll eventually get commissions for it. But you have to start commissioning yourself basically before anybody else will commission you. So I will see you guys next week. We are actually about to hop on a plane to Iceland right now. How crazy. So I'm literally just recording um, this episode hours before we hop on the plane so that you guys can listen to it and it'll be it'll air while we're there. And I hope you enjoy it. So send me an Instagram DM or whatever. Tell me if you like this podcast. And I hope you have a great week. Bye. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups slash Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.